Hey everyone, it's our fourth annual Halloween episode. And because of that, we're going to be doing some scary voices, maybe. Talking about some scary stuff. Uh, got some scary stories. So just a fair warning right now, if the littles are listening, use your judgment. And maybe listen to it before they do. Yeah, but you know, it's pretty much PG. But uh, there, you know, there, just... there are some PG-13 aspects. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, you know, Liam's story involved um, cannibalism <laughs> and last a few, year. So. <laughs> a few um, paragraphs in my story are kind of dark. Dark, yeah, sure. Dark. So, you know, uh, anyway, yeah. just beware. If All you right, so, could handle last year's episode, you can probably handle this one. Mm, yes, probably. Probably. Yeah. Yep. So now that we got that out of the way, let's uh, take some tentative steps down these stairs in Maz Kanata's castle. Oh, I don't like the sound of this. Uh, it's kind of creepy. Yeah. I'm not afraid. Yeah. You will be. You will be. Welcome to episode 145 of Children of the Force, a podcast about Star Wars by one vampire and his zombie kids. I'm Al Novotsky, the vampire. I'm Hannah, I eat your brain, and I'm 13. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you guys, I'm terrible at this creepy voice. I thought this was supposed to be scary. I'm terrible at this creepy voice thing. Okay, Liam, give us a scary zombie voice. No, I can't be scary. No, okay. Should I even try? (laughs) Yes, try. Hi, Liam. Hi, Ted. That's not zombie, though. Watching you. That's mostly like a like a like a stalker (laughs) clown. The stalker clown. Well, that's why I'm in real life. Like a stalker. You have that. I don't. You have. To have that to be my Halloween costume. Wow. That's the same voice you did last year, by the way, Liam. I was listening to last year's. Yeah, that's his that's his go to creepy that's his go to creepy voice. <laughs> yep. Uh, so we're super happy to be doing this again. I'm happy to be doing this with you kids. Uh, Halloween. And I'm nervous. Oh, because of your story. Yeah. Oh, it's fine. Halloween is starting to kind of not feel like Halloween unless we do this, which is. I this is becoming our Halloween tradition. Fine, if we didn't do this, but okay, <laughs> sure. Wow. Let Let's just say that, yeah, it wouldn't be Halloween without you guys in this episode, okay? Yeah. Oh, Anna. <laughs> this isn't scary at all. So okay, this let's year, keep going. no, that's okay. We're not going to be scary the whole episode. We have some news to talk about this year. So, but uh, later on in the episode, we're going to have three spooky stories again. Uh, but they're mostly the same as last year, except for yours, Anna. You have updated your story and, and expanded added. it. Uh, like, it added, like... Like, last year was, like, one-third, and now it's, like, a whole. Mm, if sure. you get it, you know? 
Got it. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, I have the my uh, spoof of the Raven that I recorded last year. Uh, Kylo Ren reading the Convor. It's great. And then uh, Liam, I think we're just going to listen to the story that you read last year because I put some pretty cool sound effects with it and everything, and uh, it'll be fun to listen to, to it that. again. Oh yeah, you did. Oh yeah, you did. There was a bone snap in there that I was pretty proud of. <laughs> oh, anyway, where did you get these sound effects? I just looked online. Bone snap sound effect. Yeah, <laughs> it's easy to find that stuff. Uh, yeah, so, but before we get to those, uh, we're going to talk about news and some other uh, Star Wars-y stuff that we've been up to. We heard back from Tom from Wimbledon. Uh, heard from his dad, actually. He said that Tom's sister, Emma, remember we were speculating that she was younger? Yes. She's actually 10. Oh, she's all older. Right. Yeah, she's your age, Liam. Uh, and uh, Tom's dad said, in relation to the new trailer, the main thing we are excited about is Palpatine coming back. There's a lot of debate in our house about how that can happen. Yeah, uh, same. Yeah, and I thought, you know, we haven't, like, we've talked about a little bit on the show, but it kind of got me thinking, like, is there a way that this could happen that just makes sense and that isn't some crazy you know, theory weird force thing or you know what i mean so the the the, the, the um, robot things the robot thing yeah well here's what i was thinking we okay? see his skin we, oh i guess right but he he seems to be in some sort of mechanized he must have never throne. died right like why would he need to be he in a mechanized throne if he was cloned or if he was right I think he might be. I might be like a spider mall kind of thing. Or but like how a Vader could that kind of have thing. happened? He's the more Death Star than man now. Maybe, but the Death Star two blew up, right? True. So I was thinking about you know the throne room on the Death Star two is at the top of that big spire. We see it from outside a couple times, I think, in Return of the Jedi. But it's like they never really make it super obvious. Like I, I remember as a kid not knowing. I just thought it was like inside the Death Star. Right? Yeah. But the throne room is actually at the top of this big tower. So I thought, okay, so then what we see the Emperor be thrown, when Vader throws him down the shaft, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he's falling down the tower. Into like, the Death Star. Oh, yeah. Into the Death Star. But, like, he couldn't... So so here's what uh, Wikipedia says about the throne room, okay? They say... That the throne room was erected atop a hundred-story mooring tower on the surface of the second Death Star. Um, then they also say that although this was the primary throne room for Palpatine while on board the Death Star 2, an emergency throne room was also located at the armored sphere located just below the tower's base in the event that the tower itself suffered structural damage. So, now that's that's the legend's page from wikipedia right so that's not canon but it could be but it could be right i yeah. mean a lot of things from legends have been taken into canon so also according to wikipedia it is canon that the emperor had a throne room on the death star one mm. so the room that we see in the trailer might be on the death star one which lines up with everything we know so far because i'll say it again that's not the death star two in the ocean it doesn't look anything like it. <laughs> yes, we, saw, we know. We saw the laser-focusing array in space, completely like a skeletal version of it in Battlefront 2. Then it also doesn't make sense, though, because like if the Emperor's coming back, mm -hmm. he relates more with the Death Star 2, not the Death Star 1. I know. So why? I know, I know. Okay, so we see we see a, a ruined Death Star 
on an ocean planet and and we've gotten the name of this ocean planet from because they're going to add this planet to star tours which is like the old star wars ride at disneyland and disney world which i'm really glad they still have it's not in galaxy's edge it's a separate thing but it's still oh. a star wars thing which is really cool it's been going since the 80s um and the name of the planet is it's an ocean moon the ocean moon of kef beer that's the name of it. The forest moon Beer. of Endor, the, the for- ocean moon. Why? <laughs> Why? I know, ever, ever since I heard that, I, I, I've had the song for Duff Beer stuck in my head from The Simpsons. Can't get enough of that wonderful Duff, 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 Duff Beer. Anyway, so then I think huh? Kef, Kef, Kef Beer. Anyway, I don't know. Um, <laughs> okay. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I go. Can't wait to watch all the Simpsons with you kids. I go immediately <laughs> to Forest Moon. Oh, like Forest Moon, Moon of Endor, yeah. Ocean Moon of Kefbeer. Mm-hmm. So, but we know that Yavin also had moons. Yavin Four was one of the moons, and that's where the rebels had their base in. Why isn't a New that Hope. called the Forest Moon What's of Yavin? A- well, it could have been right, and maybe there is an Ocean Moon of Yavin, and that moon's name is Kefbeer. Okay, and. If that's the case... But that would probably be called, like, Yavin 3 or something. Well, who knows? Maybe (laughs) between then and now it got a name. I just keep on proving you Someone named it. You're not proving anything. (laughs) I'm evidencing you wrong. So, if this is the Death Star 1 in the ocean, it's possible that there's a throne room on the Death Star 1 that looks a lot like the throne room on the Death Star 2. It is. It's completely possible. And, And when we see Palpatine... In who we assume is Palpatine in this newest trailer, it does not look like they're on the Death Star at all. It looks like they're on a planet, right? Like Ray's standing on this big rock surface. Yeah. Right? So maybe that's not where they find the Emperor. Then you that know? just becomes so confusing. So it doesn't line up. They don't find the Emperor like hiding out on the Death Star too. But maybe they're trying to find the Emperor, so they go to all the Death Stars, and then they finally find him there. Maybe, and maybe they find the the wreckage of the Death Star too, in in the Endor system, right? Yeah. And maybe that's where they find the Emperor, but that's not the ocean planet of Kefbir. That's a different planet. Yeah. All right. Maybe that lightning planet is near Endor. And that's where the emperor's been hiding out. Who knows, right? Or maybe that. Oh wait, is that that the 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 ice planet the same as the lightning planet? I don't think so. Really? Hmm. Maybe. Not not like the iceberg that we see. I don't think that one uh, is. But there is the one where we see the oh, star destroyers coming out of the ice. And and that and one I think is. I'm totally blanking on the name. Kajimi. The one where we first meet Zori Bliss, right? That's Kajimi. Yeah, Kajimi. Yeah. Well, as far as we know, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, so the Death Star 2 was bigger than the Death Star 1. We know that. And the Death Star 1 was 100 miles in diameter. Okay? So that means that from the Emperor's throne room on the Death Star 2 to the main reactor was at least 50 miles, if not longer. And people always say that the Emperor fell down the reactor shaft, right? And then he blew up when he hit the reactor. That's what people always say, the reactor shaft. Well, what we see at the end of Return of the Jedi, that couldn't be the Emperor falling into the reactor of the Death Star because he only wait, fell for like straight. he only fell for like five seconds, and then it looks like he blows up, right? But I don't think he does, right? Maybe like he's we just see, shocking lightning up 
Because he's well, not. he was. He is shocking as he goes down. You can see lightning coming out of his hands as he's falling down. And then there's some sort of blue but, boosh, but, you know. But 50 miles, Daddy. Wouldn't that take a while? That would take forever, exactly. So he's not falling into the reactor of the Death Star. That would take forever. Oh, into the main reactor would be 50 miles. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, now the, and the, the spire is only one, uh, 100 stories tall. So that's... Okay. Uh, and that's still really far. True. But it wouldn't take nearly as long to fall down that. Like how many miles? A hundred stories is not even a mile. No. Oh, it's um, not? Oh, no, no. So... Okay. What do I know? <laughs> yeah. So, um... So I think we, we just see him fall to the bottom of the spire. And whatever's down there is down there, right? And if if that Legends Wikipedia page is right, there's an armored sphere down there that is his other throne room. And if somehow he made it to that and closed it off, he could be sealed up in this sphere, this armored throne room, for until oh. until we until someone finds it and opens it up, and he's been in there this whole time. But but how how did he survive? Hate the same way Maul survived on oh, I guess. on the garbage planet, right? Hate kept him alive. He he attracted things to him in order to he used the dark side of the force to make the spider legs like the don't spider legs were controlled by the force you're about to die don't no. immediately turn to hate no no yeah yeah you do that do that if no one else is around like jeez what do it do it if no one else if is no around. one else is around oh, as long as you're not affecting anybody exactly yeah. and you'll survive and then you can get on and be like finally i don't have to hate people anymore wow Anyway, so yes, who knows, right? But I think we may have just cracked open something. Just a little thing, I think. Smart. With that discussion, so we'll see. You're smart. Oh, well, I try. Uh, Jacob also got back to us. He said, what's up? I saw the Rise of Skywalker trailer, and it was epic. By the way, I was ordering hot chips, and my number was 66. And I was like, execute order 66. (laughs) So, yeah, and does Liam have Roblox? <laughs> okay, so here. Just like a I'm gonna need your help. Friendly with... email. I love it. I'm gonna need your help with something because, like, um, I can't find my password for Roblox, <laughs> so I have to make a new account. And apparently, you can only use like Z's and A's and like zeros what? and what? ones or something. Okay. And I have no idea what I'm doing, so I keep I only use those letters, and I'm using the right amount of letters. I mean, I've only used those like numbers and letters and i'm using the right amount Mm -hmm. that they tell me to use but i still can't do it so i don't understand maybe somebody has that password the username yeah Hmm. who knows well i can help you out with that if you really want to get roblox again uh all right so anyway that was just a couple messages we got and i always like to respond to those messages on the show so um i'm not sure what hot chips are I think, um, let's see, Jacob's in Australia. Let's see, hot chips are probably like... Doritos? I don't know, barbecued kangaroo. I'm so sorry. Wow, that was really... Daddy! <laughs> I'm so sorry. so mean. <laughs> I'm joking. No, they call chips like uh, fries or chips. Oh, At okay. least in, in England they are. Um, so if you get fish and chips, that means you're getting fish and french fries. Um, so hot chips are probably hot fries. So you got some hot fries and your order was 66. Cool. Yeah. Always fun. Um, how old is Jacob again? Jacob is nine. 
Send us another email and tell me what your username is for Roblox. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, we actually have some news today, so let's get to it before we get to our spooky stories. Yeah, news. Uh, nothing is scarier to me than not covering the news, which is why we're talking about no, news today. No, that doesn't make sense, because it's Halloween, so nothing's scarier to you than not covering the news. We shouldn't cover the news, so then it'll be spooky. Mm, I just can't handle the fear. I can't handle it. We you read to, this beforehand. We have to talk about the that, news. I was. <laughs> wow. We have we have to talk about the news. Sorry. Uh, because we got a big news today. Um, the Game of Thrones guys are not doing Star Wars movies after all. Yay! Wait, why is it so Oh, I'm happy about it. Oh, because I was not... I was very worried about what oh, they were yeah, going I to guess. do. Um, they I want to be 11 not, and said I've been able to watch every single Star Wars movie. Oh, you thought maybe they were going to do something. I thought yeah, they were going to do like, something that was just not Star Wars-y, you know? And, and who knows, maybe they could have done something good, but... Uh, they made a big Netflix deal to make movies or series for Netflix, and and they just didn't have time for Star Wars. I guess is what they're saying, um, which is just like, how do you do that? I don't know. Anyway, they they talked recently about their process of making Game of Thrones, and uh, ugh, some of the things they said. Um, I'm really glad they're not making a Star Wars movie. So, just some real cringy stuff about how they treated the story and the actors and all this stuff. I was like, yeah, no. So, so yeah, so now that was the movie though. In 2022, the movie we were going to get was their, the first movie of their trilogy. Is so, someone else going to direct it now? Well, I don't know. Like, I think the story that they were going to do, my guess just won't happen. Yeah, probably. Um, but so are we going to get more movies? So maybe this means that the Ryan Johnson movies will start in 2022. Yay. Which I'd be super happy about. Or remember, they just announced that Kevin Feige would be would be uh, producing Star Wars movies now, or at least one Star Wars movie. So maybe who's remember that that's the again? that's the guy who does the he's the producer oh, of the Marvel yeah, yeah, movies. Yeah. So maybe he's one. going to be doing this one for 2022. I'm assuming they're going to keep that 2022 date, but uh, we'll see. I don't know. Um, yeah, so I, I was happy about that news. It made me feel the same way I felt when when I heard that Colin Trevorrow was not going to be writing and directing episode nine, <laughs> where I was like, "Whew!" Just wipe my forehead. What does he do? Get? Oh, Jurassic Park, right? Jurassic World, yeah. Jurassic Park. Uh, just not a fan. Not a fan of that guy. Secondly, second in the news today, we have a new Mandalorian trailer, and you kids haven't seen it yet. Yay! Um, I did watch it last not night. Not yay. I watched uh, it last night. Sorry, what? What'd you say? I said that there's a new Mandalorian trailer. Do you want to watch it? He watched it last night without us. I don't think I heard you. What, what did you say? One more time, please. He watched it last night without us. I'm really confused. Is she okay, Daddy? Mm, yeah. Okay. Oh. So, okay. just hear me out here, okay? It's... <laughs> Five seconds, and <laughs> I'm cutting in. <laughs> Never mind. Let's just watch the trailer. Stop. Okay, I'm cutting in now. <laughs> Let's watch the trailer. It's okay. It's it's you know, yeah, I like to watch trailers with you, but The Mandalorian, it's a TV show. It's fine. No, it's not. <sighs> Sorry, I couldn't do it. I just couldn't wait. Sorry. All right, let's watch it. 
Good. The Mandalorian has a lover? Well, I'm definitely more excited about it now that I've watched this trailer. No, the Mandalorian has a lover. There was somebody grabbing onto his... Like, it could have been his mom. Pretty cool, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, so that's the trailer for the Mandalorian. You know, we didn't get a lot of new stuff. Um... But, you know, like, we don't really know much about the story of this, of this True. still. I mean, we do because of that clip we, we saw at Celebration. Like, we get the idea but that... But still don't know everything. No, but, like, we, we got the MacGuffin. True. Right? The MacGuffin is, like, we the thing... We know he's going to try to go get some, like, get a bounty. Get a bounty, right. Yep. They still haven't released that part out yet, have they? No, they haven't. <laughs> but it's okay to talk about it. Are they ever going to release it out? It's coming out in two weeks, so I don't think so. The Mandalorian's coming out. And also, two weeks. people have released it on YouTube. Oh, you can watch can it on YouTube it. if you want. But yeah, it's like that. It's a cell phone video, but it's pretty good actually. If you want to, if you really want to see it, just Google "Celebration Mandalorian." But clip. I think it'd be better to wait. Yeah, I I wish they would have released it on YouTube. So I, I yeah, don't... probably I do too, but I still don't think that the person who took the video shouldn't have taken it. Oh, well, that's because you're a rule follower. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I'd probably watch it, but... <laughs> exactly. Still, if you weren't in that, taken it. If you weren't in that audience, and you knew there was, like, a Oh, yeah, I would have watched it. Exactly. So what they did was a service. Right. They did a service this, to people who weren't they, there. But they also did the, a non-service to Star Imagine Wars. the people yeah. out here, out there, who love Star Wars and don't have the money to afford to go to Celebration. Right. Well, yeah, they can watch I'm videos saying, of amazing stuff. That's okay, good. you guys. I'm not saying that it's bad that they posted it. Yeah. I'm just saying that it was against the rules, mm -hmm. and they technically shouldn't have taken a video and put it on YouTube. I think you're more saying that you would never have done it mm. ever. Mm. <laughs> but, Interesting. I mean, like, adults. What? What is? Yeah, like you wouldn't break the rules, but are you okay with someone else breaking the rules as long as no one gets hurt? Probably. Hmm. But I don't no, think anyone's getting They still shouldn't hurt. have done it. <laughs> they still shouldn't have done it. <laughs> Let's move on. Okay, We're gonna agree guys, to disagree. They still shouldn't. They shouldn't have done it. But a lot of people are glad they did it, and that's okay. It's fine. <laughs> okay. I just don't think they should have done it. Okay. Okay. Are Star Wars movies on YouTube? No. You think there's videos of Star Wars movies? On? No, they get like. Oh, they would get taken down, and and the fact that this these videos. That people uh -huh. took at celebration and posted on YouTube, the fact that they never got taken down, True. right? That yeah. means that Lucasfilm's probably a little bit, or Disney or whatever, is is probably a little bit okay with it, right? Like yeah. they're like, eh, whatever. I guess. I would be like, know? we should pretty, we should make let this out anyway. They're mm. like, we shouldn't, we shouldn't have even played this if we didn't mm. think that people would Maybe. actually post it on YouTube. Just we got. Well. We also got some posters from The Mandalorian, and the one that I wanted to show you kids was a nice shot of Queel, the Ugnaught. Nice. Yeah, I was pretty surprised that uh, they dedicated a whole poster to Queel, because I think it's Quill or Queel, I'm not sure. Um, because I, I, we've barely even seen this guy in the trailers, True. and does he really have a big part? I don't know. Probably. I don't know. Maybe we haven't seen him because the camera's too tall and he's a short guy. 
Oh my gosh! <laughs> Finally, uh, oh, in the news, action figure shot too. Mm, yeah. <laughs> that was. Uh, they uh, Star Wars released a an excerpt from Resistance Reborn, and it includes Wedge. Wedge is in the book, and he learns of Luke's death, and he takes it pretty rough. Uh, and some people are asking, could this mean that Wedge is in the Rise of Skywalker? Because we actually have an image of Wedge on the book. Old that's Wedge. That's Wedge. That's Old Wedge, which I don't know if that's mm-hmm. based on Dennis Lawson, who played Wedge. And, like, what he looks like now. But we could get some Wedge in the Rise of Skywalker, I think. That'd be pretty cool. I mean, just a just a cameo, just a little scene. Or maybe he's yeah. part of the big battle. I mean, he, he was in all the the three big battles True. in the original trilogy. He flies and in, he goes, what a whoop, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Yeah, that's totally what's going to happen. It'd be pretty awesome if he survived also. Because, like, he's the only rebel pilot to be in all three movies. Aside from Luke and the main characters, you know? So, hooray for Wedge. Uh, There was a Jedi Fallen Order trailer that also came out just today. Like, they just keep, things keep coming out. It's so... Wait, there's a Jedi Fallen Order trailer? A new one. Just came out today. I think we might just watch that later, honestly, because this episode's going to be long enough the way it is. Let's get to our... Spooky stories. It's time to read Black Death. No, it's called Unknown. <clears throat> oh, did you change it to Unknown? Yeah. Oh. Okay, so. You can still call it Black so, Death if you want. So last year, Anna, you wrote a story called Black Death. It didn't really make sense that it was called Black Death. So no. this year, you've changed it to Unknown? Yeah. Okay. Wait, is that the I name of the it. story, or is it unknown? The name is like hmm. the name unknown. The name is unknown. Oh, okay. Unknown. <laughs> <laughs> Scariest name ever. A Star Wars story. <laughs> <laughs> How? <laughs> okay. What the? <laughs> How? <laughs> no, that's not that's not scary at all. I gotta make it a scary howl. <laughs> Could you just skip that? Okay, oh. a canine. That was good. A canine of some sort was howling, howling at the moon, at another one in their pack. It didn't matter to. Lean-an. Lean-an, yeah. Lean-an. Say Lean-an. I'm not sure how that's pronounced. I think Lean-an. Okay. (laughs) We had this same problem last time. I don't remember what you called her last time, but Lean-an. It didn't matter to Lean-an, who was just trying to take shelter for the night. She looked up at the jagged rock above, which she had used to make a lean-to shelter. It was just big enough to have comfortable sitting space for two people and a fire. She held up her two pink lekus as she bent over the fire to see if the food she had in her pot was ready to eat. It was. She took the pot in her hands and poured some into her bowl. Then she put the pot down beside the fire. She did this quick so as not to burn herself, although she did mildly. She didn't care, though. As she took her spoon and dipped it into the soup, blowing it off and then tasting it, she remembered when she was younger, 18 years ago when she was six. Her papa always used to make this stew when times were hard. 
It was a very simple stew, just three easy to find ingredients, but it was delicious when cooked just right, which Papa always did. She always tried to make it like him when he was out with her older brother, Panine, but never got it right. Once when she was six, she was feeling adventurous and decided to try it herself. Her dad was sleeping, her mom was at a town meeting, and her brother was doing work in the fields to earn money. She remembered the fire going too high, the sparks flying on the weak walls constructed of straw and dried mud, the fires catching on everything her family needed to survive. She remembered the smoke, ashes, and her parents being angry with her and comforting her at the same time. Ever since, they had lived on credits and scraps of food from kind people. They had lived under no roof, just a slab of rock slightly bigger than the one she was under now. All of a sudden, she couldn't eat anymore. She felt her eyes start to well up with tears. It's all my fault, she thought solemnly. That's why she was here. She had been living with this heavy burden ever since. She felt the need to do something to give her family a better life than they had now because of her. She stole a small ship to search the galaxy for anyone or thing that might be able to help. Now she was crashed on a remote planet. She hadn't seen her family for six months. Who knows what could have happened in that time. She said it under her breath. It's all my fault. She got louder. It's all my fault. Louder. It's all my fault. By now she was almost yelling. She burst out of her makeshift hut, got under her knees, and screamed toward the sky. It's all my fault. She ran into the woods and collapsed on the ground, crying for what felt like hours, sobbing until her eyes hurt. When she finally stopped, she was laying on the ground, feeling like going to sleep right then, right there. Then she heard a crack. Someone or something stepping on a stick. She looked into the pitch black woods and realized she was lost. She couldn't see the light from her campfire anymore. She swiveled her head around frantically, but it was no use. All she could see was black and the silhouette of trees in the faint silver moonlight. She heard another crack. Even better, she thought sarcastically. I'm lost in the pitch black woods with a wild animal. Footsteps. They were getting closer. She curled up and waited for anything that was about to happen to her. After all, she thought, she deserved it. She waited and waited, footsteps getting closer, closer, closer. The bush to the right of her rustled, and slowly they came out. She waited for death, wondering when it would come, when she heard a voice. Are you okay? said a feminine voice above her. It didn't sound threatening. It sounded genuinely worried. Linan sat up even though she was the most exhausted and hopeless as she had ever been in her whole life. Besides, when she had ruined her and her family's life forever, of course. It was dark, but she could make out a hand reaching to help her up. She hesitated, but took it. It was slim, although it felt like it could lift a bantha. Who are you? asked Linan. No time for questions. Come with me. You won't survive out here for much longer with the West Guards walking around, said the mysterious woman quickly. Lenin went obediently, even though she had lots of questions. Who are you? What are West Guards? Where are we? She figured that whoever this woman was, she seemed like she knew what she was doing. Lenin decided to trust her. For now. After all, she thought, what better option do I have? I'm lost. What was I thinking, running without knowing my way back? They walked rapidly in the dark for about a half a mile, though it felt like five with the mysterious and spooky sounds of the forest, the howling of creatures and the hooting of birds. 
They finally stopped at a ship about the size of a Gundark. It looked old and rusty, but it was hard to tell because the sun had fallen a while ago. She followed the woman inside to find a small cockpit, a makeshift bed, and a few pots and pans. It was lit only by a light built into the back wall, which cast a blue hue over the few objects the ship contained. It looked well lived in, and Lenin came to the conclusion that the woman called this place home. The blue light was illuminating the woman's face. Now Lenin could see her properly. Her face was heart-shaped with a long, slim nose. She had rich brown eyes and plenty of freckles. Lenin couldn't help thinking about how her auburn hair that cascaded down to her mid-back framed her face beautifully. I'm Alima, she said harshly. Who are you? She paused. And why were you alone in the middle of the forest? Do you know the dangers these forests have? She had a forceful, caring personality so far. I'm Lika, lied Lenin. She didn't answer the other questions. Who was this woman to take her to her ship and ask personal questions within ten minutes of meeting each other? Are you injured? she asks. No, I say, putting my hands behind my back. You just switched to first person. Yeah, I did. Okay, that's okay. Yeah, I do that sometimes. <laughs> it's just, it switches to a first person story at this point. Are oh, you in, It's okay, that's more immediate, maybe. Gets, gets you more in her head. You okay. Know. Are you injured, she asks. No, I said, putting my hands behind my back. It must have looked suspicious because she grabbed my wrists and pulled my hand towards her so she could take a look at them. I have medication for a burn, she said. She opened a compartment and took out an ointment. Here, she said, shoving it toward me. Why are you helping me? I asked her. She answered with, I have extra padding for another bed if you want to sleep here for the night. Why are you trusting me? I have some food if you're hungry. Why? I said, more forcefully this time. I have water if you're thirsty. I give up. Whatever. Because no one deserves what the West Guards will do to you, she said loudly and quickly, cutting me off. What are the West Guards? I asked slowly, afraid of the answer. My curiosity has come back now. I'll tell you tomorrow. You won't be able to sleep if I tell you now. Tell me, I said. I can handle it. No, you can't. I can. You can't. Tell me anyways. Are you sure? Yes, I said. Hopefully, I thought. She took a deep breath and started talking quickly. Let's get dark, okay? I know, it does get dark. Until I told you guys. She took a deep breath and started talking quickly. They will rip you apart limb from limb and shred you into pieces before bringing your guts back. It's not creepy, it's quick. Okay. Okay, sorry, was I reading it wrong? You were reading it wrong. She took a deep breath and started started talking quickly. They will rip you apart limb from limb and shred you into pieces before bringing your guts back to feed you to their king. They do it for praise. They do that to people just for praise. They did that to my brother just for praise. Her voice is low and shaky now. I just stood there and watched. Her voice got quieter. I didn't do anything. Now she started talking louder. Why didn't I do anything? She hugged her knees to her chest, bent her head down, and started crying. Her sobs were almost silent, but her body was shaking. I can't let anyone else come to that same fate. I understand, I said solemnly. I really do. When I was six, I tried to make soup alone and left my family homeless and without everything we needed to survive. 
Her body was less shaky now, and it seemed like she was calming down. She lifted her head slowly and wiped away her tears with her knuckles. She looked at me. Sorry, she said. I just forced the hardest part of my life upon you. I haven't been able to talk to anyone about it since it happened. We crash-landed on this planet together, and ever since he died, I've been so alone. It's okay, I tell her. This was odd, I thought. I've never gotten to be this close to someone this quickly. There was just something about her that made it seem like I could trust her. Actually, I was lost when you found me. I felt like I needed to run until all of the anger and regret and hopelessness I had was behind me. She smiled a small smile. That was oddly poetic. Sorry. It's okay. There was a long pause. Then she stood up, got extra padding from another bed, most likely her brother's, and lay it out on the floor. There you go. I know it's not much. It's fine. Thanks, I said. I've been sleeping on solid ground, so this is a nice change of pace. I lay down. It was the most comfort I had had in days. Good night, I said. Then remembered she didn't know my actual name. Oh, and by the way, my name isn't Lika. It's actually Lenin. Thanks for trusting me. Well, you seem like a trustworthy person. Good night. Good night. Then, hoping the West Guards wouldn't come and rip me to shreds, I fell into a restless sleep. Alright, Santa. <laughs> did you like it? Yeah. It, it, didn't, it didn't happen too quickly. What? It just, just anything, like they're trusting each other didn't happen too quickly. Because I was like really like, <laughs> is that too quick? Uh. No, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> it's fine. Okay. He never said it was fine. <laughs> he went, ah. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's good. Oh, it's no, it was fine. good. Okay. It's good. I look forward to the, uh, the, mm, the last The next parts will third. be creepier. Oh, will they? Mm-hmm. Uh, great. It's not going to have a happy ending. They're both going to get ripped to shreds by the red <laughs> guy. And then we get a yet. closely described version okay. of the king eating the oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. That's so we really should have set a bigger warning at the beginning of this episode. Because mm. they could... I don't it's know. Well, that's not much worse than cannibalism. <laughs> uh, I didn't Speaking of cannibalism, like we're going to get into the uh, story in a little bit here. Um, but before we get to uh, Liam's story, let's talk a little bit about Halloween. What are the plans? What are you guys... What costumes are you having this year? Spider-Gwen from Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. So, Liam, you're going to be Spider-Gwen. I'm going to go with my friends. Yeah, I'm going to be Wednesday from the Adams Family, because that's the play I'm doing at school. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. What are you yeah. going to be for Halloween? Mm, I might just wear my C-3PO mask for trick-or-treaters who come to the door. We'll see. It's usually the only thing I ever do. Okay, ready? We're going to do... um. The thing that the Star Wars show people do. And send us images of your Halloween costumes that are Star Wars like. <laughs> That's actually a good point. If, if you yeah, dress up as Star Wars, anything Star Wars, send it to us. us and, and, and we'll feature our favorites on the next show. <laughs> we'll, put, we'll put your photo on our website. We'll put every want, single one of them to. on the next show. Yeah, like, well, totally. If, if, there, yeah. if there's enough. I mean, if there's. If there's not, if there's, if there's, there's not gonna too be much. like two. If there's not too much, most. probably two at most. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Anyway, 
No, we would love to see your Star Wars yes. costumes if you have them, so that'd we be fun. Would. Um, all right, so Liam, you were planning to kind of update your story as well, but you didn't get around to it, which is fine, because I think your story that you read last year was pretty complete. Yeah, it was very uh, complete. And there was a definite ending to that story, so yep. I think that uh, we'll just play that one that you read last year, so everybody can enjoy it again this year. So let's get to it. Because it's so enjoyable. <laughs> it was. It was enjoyable. Sure. And this was a story that you and I had written together. Um, I typed it out. Most of it was your ideas, but of course I helped you with some of the phrasing and stuff like that. So yeah. Yeah. It was fun. It was a fun exercise that we did last year. It's a clear, cold night on an unnamed planet in the outer reaches. Freela Tams crouches just inside of a hangar behind a supply crate full of weapons. A line of First Order troops march by on the other side of the crate. Freela, a member of the dying Imperial Remnant, is there to steal high-tech blasters and detonators. This isn't what she was trained to do. But when there are only a handful of Imperials left, you don't get to choose your job. The job chooses you. The stormtroopers exit the bay and turn a corner down a hallway. She knows she should leave right now with the weapons, but she's curious. Freela follows the stormtrooper down the hall, staying out of sight and earshot. She walks up a flight of stairs to find a room full of people in different kinds of armor. They all wear helmets that look like variations of the Darth Vader theme. Freela has researched the First Order and knows that these must be the Knights of Ren. Getting closer, she feels that one of the knights is aware of her presence. He stands up. As he walks toward the door, she runs down the stairs and back to the crate of weapons. She regrets her curiosity and just hopes that now she can make it out of life. Freela grabs the crate, activates the hover function, and slides it out of the hangar into the dark woods. She looks back and sees the knight of Ren who stood up, following her. He carries what appears to be a modified T-21B rifle. He doesn't run, but he seems to be catching up anyway. Freela runs as fast as she can while pushing the crate. It's not a dense forest, which makes navigating it easy, but it also means that the Knight of Ren can see her plain as day in the light of the three moons. She should be able to see her ship by now, parked in a clearing not too far away from the hangar, but in her fear, she seems to have taken a wrong turn, and now she might never get out of this forest alive. As she runs, trying to catch her breath, she spots a man huddled next to a small fire in the distance. She runs toward the fire, hoping that he's friendly and will help her escape. As she gets closer, she sees he's cooking over the fire that appears to be an arm of some large animal. He seems to be talking to someone, but nobody is there with him. He looks up as she nears and gives her a wide smile. Oh, hello, friend. What brings you into the forest so late? I'm on the run, Freela says, grateful for his friendliness. Can you help me find my ship? 
You mean that old Imperial shuttle that landed over there about an hour ago? Relief washes over her as she says, Yes, that's the one. Thank you. Can you please lead me there to it? Freela looks behind her for the night of Ren, but doesn't see any sign of him. Even so, she needs to get off this planet and far away. Minutes later, Freela walks up the boarding ramp to the shuttle, and the old man follows her. Sir, you cannot come with me. But I just saved your life. This is the least you could do in return. I'm starving on this planet. There's nothing here for me. Just drop me off at your next stop. Fine, but don't get in my way. What's your name anyway? It's been so long since someone has talked to me that I can't remember, the old man says blankly. Creela starts to pity the old man. She leads him onto the ship and lets him sip in the co-pilot seat next door. They leave the planet and jump to hyperspace. Frida and the old man sit quietly while they hurtle through hyperspace. She thinks about how getting these weapons could help the Imperial cause. She also wonders what the old man is thinking and whether he's ever been off the planet before but he seems to be okay with silence, so she decides not to start a conversation. After an hour of silence, she hears a thumping in a storage compartment in the back. She turns quickly to the old man to find him already looking at her with that wide grin on his face. Did you hear something? she asks him, trying to ignore his smile. I did. Stay put. Don't touch anything. I'm going to go check it out. She walks to the rear of the ship, But before opening the door to the storage compartment in the wall, she quickly grabs a blaster from the crate she stole. She starts to reach for the door, but it opens before she can open it. She raises her blaster and points it at the dark figure inside. But before she can get a shot off, the figure slams the butt of his blaster into her ankle, snapping the bone. She collapses to the floor. Her blaster clatters out of reach into the hallway leading to the cockpit. The massive figure stands tall above her. It's the Knight of Ren who is chasing her through the woods. You have failed, he says, blaster pointed at her head. Desperate breaths heave from her chest, her one comfort knowing that her imminent death will at least have been for the righteous cause of the Empire. Out of the corner of her eye, she sees the old man sneak into the room, walking right past the, past the blaster toward the Knight of Ren. She struggles to keep her focus on the mask of the Knight of Ren so as not to give the old man's position away. She swallows her horror as she sees the old man's gangly fingers slowly wrap around the Knight of Ren's mask. She blinks, and in the next instant is looking at the back of the Knight of Ren's mask, but the rest of his body still facing her. The hands let go of the mask. The Knight of Ren falls limply to the floor and reveals the wide, grinning face of the old man. Thank you so much, she said, catching her breath. But the blaster was right there in the hallway. Why did you risk sneaking all the way in here when you could have just shot him from a distance? I prefer not to damage the body if I don't have to. It's better that way. Frila shuffles slowly away from him on the floor and asks, What do you mean, better? He doesn't answer. Instead, he inches closer and closer. I'm ever so happy you decided to join me for dinner. Are the last words she heard come 
out of that wide grin. All right, so yeah, that was a creepy story with a cannibal, and uh, yeah, it was uh, it was it was pretty. I remember it exactly like that, but okay, <laughs> that's how it was. So uh, yeah, so and then last year I worked really hard on my Star Wars version of the Raven, the Convor. So we're going to listen to that one again, just because. Uh, you know, I found it enjoyable. <laughs> and you worked um, very hard on it. So here it is, The Convor by Kylo Ren. Once upon a midnight dreary, while I pondered weak and weary over many quaint and curious volumes of forgotten Sithly lore, while I nodded, nearly napping, suddenly there came a tapping, as of someone gently rapping, rapping at Snoke's chamber door. No, rapping at my chamber door. "'Tis some stormtrooper," I muttered, tapping at my chamber door, only this and nothing more. Ah, distinctly I recall, it was only days after Crate did fall, and each separate dead resistance member's ghost writhed upon the floor. Eagerly I wished an end, vainly I had sought to bend from my book's sithly penned sorrow, for my lost Ray, for the rare and radiant scavenger whom the wills named my Ray, nameless here forevermore. Oh, but the shimmer silk, sad, savage burning of each red curtain thrilled me, filled me with fantastic terrors never felt before, so that now to still the beating of my heart I stood repeating. "'Tis some stormtrooper asking for entrance at my chamber door. "'Some terrified stormtrooper asking for entrance at my chamber door. "'This it is, and nothing more. "'Presently my force grew stronger, hesitating then no longer. "'What?' I said. "'My forgiveness you'd better implore. "'I'm the supreme leader, and you a lowly bottom feeder, "'yet here you came tapping, tapping at Snoke's, I mean my chamber door. Brace yourself to feel my wrath. Here I opened wide the door. The dark side there, and nothing more. Deep into the dark side peering, long I stood there, wondering, fearing, doubting, dreaming dreams no Jedi ever dared to dream before. But the silence was unbroken, and the stillness gave no token. And the only word there spoken was the whispered word, Ray? This I whispered, and a procession of mirrors returned the word, Ray. That was all it had to say. Back into my chamber turning, all the force within me burning, soon again I heard a tapping somewhat louder than before. Surely, said I, surely that is something at the airlock. Let me see, then, what it could be. Let us leave no mystery. Let the force be still a moment, and this mystery explore. Open here I flung the airlock, when, with many a flutter and shock, in there barged a stately convoy of the Jedi days of yore. He made no flourish of respect, not a second stopped or stayed he. 
but as if he owned the place perched above my chamber door, perched upon a bust of Padme just above my chamber door, perched and sat, and nothing more. Then this ivory bird, tricking my frowning face into smiling at the grave and old decorum of the countenance it wore, Though your head be shagged and worn, I said, you must not be a coward. Ghostly grim and ancient convoy wandering from the nightly shore, tell me what thy masterly name is on the night's moribandian grid. Quoth the convoy, See around, kid. Much I marveled at this convoy to hear him speak so plainly, though its answer meant nothing, was wholly irrelevant. For we cannot help agreeing that no living human being ever yet was blessed with seeing bird above his chamber door. See bird or beast upon the sculptured bust above his chamber? No human ever did. With such a name as See Around Kid. But the convoy, sitting lonely on Padme's placid bust, spoke only that one word as if his soul in that one word he did outpour. Nothing farther than he muttered, not a feather than he fluttered, till I scarcely more than muttered, Other friends have flown before, and tomorrow he will leave me, as all my hopes have flown before. Then the bird said, See around, kid. Startled at the stillness broken by reply so annoyingly spoken, No doubt, I said, what he utters is its one and only trick learned from some unhappy master who disaster followed faster till his songs all hit the same note till his melancholy burden bore away all of his hope till the night and morn were filled with this sad and broken quote see around kid but the convoy still tricking my face into smiling and i turned my cushioned throne my recently sanitized cushion thrown to convoy and bust and door. Then, upon the nerf hide sinking, I set myself to linking fancy unto fancy, thinking what this ominous bird of yore, what this grim, ungainly, ghastly, gaunt, and ominous convoy meant in croaking, See around, kid. So I sat engaged in guessing, but not a single word expressing to the convoy whose pale blue eyes now burned into my core. This and more I sat divining, with my head at ease reclining, on the cushion's nerf-hide lining that the starlight gloated over, but whose dull gray lining with the starlight gloating over, she, Ray, shall press, ah, nevermore. Then I felt the air grow colder, and perfume released from an unseen holder, swung by wills, whose footfalls clattered on the cold, hard floor. Schrader! I cried. The force has sent you. By these wills it has sent you. Relief, relief and spice from my memories of Ray. Quaff, oh quaff, this kind spice, and forget this lost Ray. Quoth the convoy. See around, kid. Prophet, said I, thing of evil, prophet still, if bird or devil, by that galaxy that spreads above us, by that force we both adore, tell this sorrow-laden soul if, 
on some distant day, I shall clasp that special someone whom the wills name Ray. Clasp a rare and radiant someone whom the wills name Ray. Quoth the convor, See around, kid. How about after you say that word, then you leave? I shrieked, upstarting. Get thee back into space and the night's moribandian shore. Leave no force ghost as a token of the lie your beak has spoken. Leave my loneliness unbroken. Leave the bust above my door. Take thy beak from out my heart and take thy form from off my door. Quoth the convor, See around, kid. And the convor, never flitting, still is sitting, still is sitting on the pallid bust of Padme just above my chamber door, and his eyes have all the scene of a demon's that is dreaming. And the starlight over him streaming throws his blue shadow on the floor. And my soul in that blue shadow that lies floating on the floor shall be with Ray nevermore. Okay, so there we go. There's the convor. See you around, kid. Uh, finally... Quote uh, the convor. See you around, kid. Alright, let's go have a spooky joke. <laughs> what do you call a vampire Sith? Dracula. A vampire <laughs> Count Dukula. What? Count Dukula. They could have just as well been Count. No, it's Dracula. Dracula. It's not Dracula. Dukula. Count Dracula was a vampire. It could have been any so one creepy. syllable. It could have been about? any one syllable word of for Seth, and then Kula. Why did you choose Count Duku? Because Dooku, Dracula, Dooku. It sounds Dooku, good. Dooku, Dooku, What, Count Palpatine-la? <laughs> no, I said it should have been two syllables. Count Mala. <laughs> Seriously, Liam? Dude, Count Dooku-la. Sounds good. <laughs> Count Kyloa. Count Vader-la? <laughs> Those all sound terrible. Think, are you, are you starting to understand how you're wrong about the structure of this joke yet? I don't even understand <laughs> how we should let other people make jokes more often now and then. <laughs> I, for one thing, was actually okay. I thought it was a pretty good joke. Also, Christopher Lee played Dracula in old black and white movies. Oh, that makes, that makes, that makes it a lot more funny. <laughs> okay, I thought I thought it was funny already. But, yeah. It was funny already. It was, but that makes, but it, that much makes better. it more funny. Okay, okay. Um, all right, so yeah, I think that's going to be it for our Halloween episode. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Happy Halloween to all who celebrate, 
and not everybody celebrates Halloween. That's cool. That's fine. Um, if you don't, then uh, that's fine. You just had a little, some spooky stories just because. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's okay. Happy October. Happy October. There we go. Uh, happy almost November. Happy happy first day of November. No. Mm, hopefully we'll get this out before the first day of November. Well, yeah, but I know it's coming up. Yeah, it's coming so, up. Yep. Happy first day happy of November. Happy day, happy month that we get Disney Plus. This could be in, in like States. Happy Dia so de los Muertos. Oh, sure. I so probably said that completely wrong, but you know, I tried. You could have just said Day of the Dead. Um. Anyway, so somebody might be listening to this in like summer of 2023 or something. They would be like, happy November 1st in 2019. True. It could. They could. That'd be funny. All right, let's go. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening to episode 145 of Children of the Force. And as always, thank you to those who support us over on Patreon.com slash Children of the Force. Your support allows us to do this podcast and to make it better. If you'd like to reach out to us online, you can contact us via Twitter. At Force Children. On Facebook, we are... Children of the Force. Our email address is... ForceChildren at gmail.com. Our website is... www.childrenoftheforce.com. <laughs> Head on oh, over... sorry. Childrenoftheforce.com. Mm, there you go. Head on over to speakpipe.com slash childrenoftheforce and leave us a voicemail or record one on your phone and just email it to forcechildren at gmail.com. And we'd love to play that on the show. And finally, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen to us. It really does help the show get into more people's ears. All right, for Children of the Force. Wait, I have one thing I want to say. Oh, sure. It's kind of funny. Remember like three or four episodes ago where we thought that the Halloween episode and the 150th episode make him on the same day? (laughs) No. We still have five episodes. I don't remember that. You don't? No. I remember us saying that. It's like, oh, maybe oh. the Halloween episode and the 50th anniversary episode will come on the same day. The 150th. The 150th. Uh, that, that, that did not happen. We still have five episodes to go, a.k.a. probably another one and a half months at least. Okay. Actually, this week is the first time that we've recorded two weeks in a row since uh, last school year, I think. Nice. Yeah. Have five, yeah, you guys. Yeah. Very quiet, I five, so mm-hmm. we don't bring the mic. All right. <gasps> Silent high fives. Here we go. All right. Thank you so much for listening to Children of the Force. I'm Al. I'm Anna. I'm Liam. And may the Force be with Boo. Yeah.